Good morning from MPB Think Radio. This is Southern Remedy for Women, the show all about addressing issues of health and wellness from a woman's perspective. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Owen, specialist in maternal fetal medicine at UMMC, and I'm here with my co-host, Dr. Allie Brown. Today's topic, relationship wellness. We have our guest, Lida Caraway, who's a licensed professional counselor, a marriage and family therapist. So all of you folks with healthy relationships, raise your hands and grab your phones because we would love to hear from you. And for those of you who are still struggling a little bit, well, we've got some solutions for you. Um, share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. If you don't have access to a phone, no worries. Send an email to women at mpbonline.org. This is Southern Remedy for Women from MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Good morning from MPB Think Radio. This is Southern Remedy for Women, the show all about addressing issues of health and wellness from a woman's perspective. And today's topic... I know everybody is lined up and ready for this one. We are talking about healthy relationships, whether it's with your spouse or with your significant other or with your children or just with the folks around you. Healthy relationships, very important. Um, You know, we talk a lot about our personal health within our bodies, but I think emotional health is something that is oftentimes neglected, but still very important. And we are fortunate enough to have a wonderful guest today, um, Lida Caraway, who's also a very good friend of ours. Um, she is a licensed professional counselor and a marriage and family therapist. So there is no problem that is too big. Lida can handle it. Yeah. <laughs> she had that look like Woo. did you really just say that <laughs> no problem too big no problem too small um that number guys just in case um one eight seven seven mpb ring that's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four um and always you can shoot us an email to women at mpbonline.org good morning ladies good morning hey, michelle good morning <laughs> doctor so so, Lida, welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Well, we are yeah, glad to have you. Yeah, we are so glad to have you because um, we kind of fancy this being the show for, for women and the people who love them or the people who are born of them and all other things. So um, we are really excited to be able to breach this topic um, on this show because we recognize that our emotional health and wellness can be tied to our physical mm-hmm. health and wellness. And so um, we like to try to cover all these bases. And um, we get a lot of calls from both men and women. Um, and a lot of times it's related to whether it's family dynamics or other kinds of relationship dynamics um, that oftentimes come into play, but we've never had an opportunity on this show before at least to focus on that. So we're really, really glad that you're here. I'm so glad to be here. And for our um, listening audience, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself, where, who you are, where you're from, and what you do. Okay. My name is Lida Caraway, and I am from Brookhaven, Mississippi. I am a therapist with the Shepherd Staff Counseling Center, and I have been there for 17 years. I love what I do. I love the group that I work with. And I work with a lot of couples. uh, And I also work with individuals also with um, a wide range of different things. 
and I've been married 28, 29 years. Oh, congrats. Oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah. So you speak from experience as well. Yes. <laughs> yes. So see there, guys, the keys, the, the keys to the vault, the secrets to almost three decades of Gosh. marriage right That's here, so that, that resource right true. here. Sure. Uh, I know, right? And she looks, so you know that her training was good because not only has she like studied it, but she's also living it. Um, and so we actually have a caller on the line already. Um, and so I guess this is a great way to kind of jump start into this thing. Um, we will hear from Catherine, who is calling from Gaucher. I got that right this time, I think. Good morning, Catherine. Good morning, y'all. <laughs> What's your question? Well, I actually just had a comment um, on the topic. Um, I'm learning, I'm at a point in my life where I'm learning that good things can not be necessarily good for you and that establishing boundaries is necessary. Like, I'm a mom. I'm getting ready to graduate with my master's in May. I'm getting ready to study for my licensure exam. I have a baby. I have a husband. I have all these different things going on. And I have to learn to establish boundaries, even within friendships, of taking care of myself. I've learned that I have to put myself first, that you can't pour from an empty cup. And that's keeping our relationships healthy because I'm not stretching myself so thin. And I think that's something that as women we forget about sometimes. Absolutely. And we've talked about this before. I think around the new year we were talking about mm-hmm. learning to say no and taking care of yourself. Lida, what, what, what do you say about these sorts of things? Oh, Catherine, I love what you're saying. And, and when you said the words that you were married, I loved just hoping and knowing that your spouse is the most important person to respect your boundaries. And in respecting that, is giving you space, like you said, to do all these other things that are great for you to get your master's and your license, and you'll be a better spouse and a better person for yourself and a better mom. So good for you for that, and big blessings and good for your husband to your spouse to giving you that support for boundaries. Well, Kevin, thanks so much for, for your words of wisdom. I think that's a great way to kind of kick off the show um, with something that people can kind of I guess, take and remember. Um, and sometimes I think people need permission. Um, and and it, it may not be that it should be that way, but I think the reality is that there are, it, our lives are so busy now. Um, and you can basically fill every single minute of the day with something. Um, and I think women oftentimes very specifically uh, may fall victim to this because of the multiple hats that we wear, whether it's with our children or with our spouses or education or any of those other things. We can often um, extend ourselves without realizing exactly what you said, which is that, you know, in order to be able to give to all these different things that we have interest in or that we care about, that we have to care enough about ourselves. Um, And so making sure, and this is the thing that as I was conceptualizing some takeaways or things that were real, that resonated with me about this, this topic it's just the issue of the importance of maintenance. Anything that you have that you want to last a long time needs to be maintained in some way, whether it's your car. Um, and, and so recognizing that 
part of the normal wear and tear of something that has use, whether it's like the your relationships as you are going through those, um, that, that they need to be maintained. So there will be times when things that are used a lot, they may break more, they're subjected to more things. So those relationships with those people who we are closest to probably get the most wear and tear. So we need to work on the maintenance of those things. And I think sometimes when things are so close to you, you run the risk of um, of taking them for granted to a certain degree and forgetting that they actually do need maintenance because relationships don't necessarily have a gas light that'll tell you that you're running on E. They don't necessarily have the check engine light that pops up to say, hey, you need to you need to fix this or there's something wrong. We don't have the benefit of an electronic diagnostic that we can just plug our relationships into to find out the things that are wrong. And I think sometimes it's only in a crisis situation that we are brought back to the fact that either we have neglected something or we haven't maintained or somehow those things that were very important at one point in time have kind of fallen to the wayside. Uh, So thank you again for, for a very great comment that kind of I think is a great way to get us started. The number, everybody, one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. 672 7464 And um, we are talking about healthy relationships um, and relational wellness with our distinguished guests, Lida Carraway. <laughs> Lida, she mentioned something in that call that kind of reminded me, not necessarily my relationship, but some relationships I've noticed in the past, about space. Sometimes you'll see people that can't do anything away from each other or maybe one person gets very resentful of the other person for wanting to do something and it not including them necessarily. When you have how do you balance that out in a relationship? If one I don't want to say needy, but I've definitely seen couples where um, I don't know if it's either the husband or the wife like is almost insulted if the spouse or the boyfriend or the girlfriend wants to go off and do something without them, like with their friends and they're not included. Like girls trips. Are they important? <laughs> or even like That's lunch or translation. Going out for a drink. Are girls or... trips important? <laughs> yes. Yes. They are very important. Oh, boys, it doesn't, oh, look, it guys, doesn't mean guys, I don't too. love you just because I want to spend some time away from you. You know? <laughs> I don't have to be with you all the time. But I think some people misinterpret that. It's like, like, so there's, in in a marriage, you make a conscious decision daily to choose one another in a certain way. And I think sometimes that can be interpreted as a very granular, you must choose me at all times. And any choice that is not me is you choosing something else and therefore is reflective of a problem or an issue or a deficit with me. Have you ever seen that kind of misperception or that kind of interpretation of those behaviors? Yeah, and and I'm going to I'm going to answer it in a in a backward way. Well, From, we figured that. Right. Very therapist. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, which I think is fun. So from research of happily married couples in nursing homes okay so this is like folks that have been together a long time and they're at the end of their life and so they've gone back and they've said what made you have a great relationship like what was good about your marriage and those people did not say it was the great sex they didn't say we made so much money we tried they didn't say how many point six kids we had they said we had a great friendship, 
and we respected each other. So I think it goes back to your question, and I hear this all the time. Like, if we're good, meaning the two the, the, the two spouses or the, the two people in the relationship, if we're good, and what does that mean, being good? It means if our friendship's good mm-hmm. and I feel confident in who I am with you and I feel respected, like, Go to Alaska. Like, <laughs> go. Like, go with See, your when you go get with back. friends. Go Bring to me back a present. Go on the fishing trip. Go play golf. Like, go pursue this degree. But it's it really is based out of this foundation of confidence of of that of that real friendship. And then it goes back to what Michelle you said about the maintenance and are we are we like good friends work on their friendship you don't say you're a friend with someone and you don't spend time with them right. you spend time with them so you're friends so um so absolutely i think if someone is feeling uh needy like that word you know they they might need to look at some of their boundaries but i think there's also for the other person in the relationship of like am i giving what i need to be giving to this friendship so this person isn't having to like mm-hmm. pull on me why is yeah. there this void kind of yeah. yeah 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 and i think just focusing just making a point to focus on relationships that's something that has been I think more important, at least in in my life over the past few years, because I, as a person who did not who does not currently live in the place where I was born and raised, um, and who has moved around the country and ha- at different stages in my life have made this great cadre of friends who are all over, um, we often say the same things. Like we'll say, "Oh, we really need to get together," or you know, you have those friends who you can talk to once or twice a year and you pick up as though you never fell off at all. And I think that's wonderful to have that. But at the same time, just because you can doesn't mean that it's not good to be able to just focus a little bit of extra effort and energy to do something else to maintain those things. Like I've been talking to my husband about planning a a little trip, a weekend trip to go visit a place where I used to live because I have several friends who are there and we haven't seen each other in years. And I was like, you know what? I'm not waiting on you guys. We're not going to form. A, we're not going to do an official group. I'm just going to take a weekend and I'm going to go show up. up at your door. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going up for the weekend and whoever can come. It's great if you can come and we'll get together. And we're just going to hang out and just kind of reconnect in person. Um, and I know that we have opportunities to do that virtually. But I'm old school. I like to sit in front of people. I like to use my phone to talk. And um, and I'd like to I'd like to see my friends and reconnect in that way so that you have that extra little something. Um, And while we may not be able to do that all the time, I do think that it's really important um, just to nourish those relationships, because, as you know, as you continue to grow and and your life changes, you just can't always take for granted that those things are always going to stay intact. And as we grow as individuals and change, um, I think it's just important sometimes to check in with those folks who mean the most. It's really important. So, guys, once again, that number is one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone lines are open, one 672 7464 The email is women at You hear the music. It's time for our first break. This is Southern Remedy for Women, and we will be right back after this.
This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And we're back at Southern Remedy for Women, and we are talking about relationship wellness with our guest marriage and family therapist, Ms. Lida Caraway. Guys, we should be on Facebook Live right now because all of the information that's being passed on during this break is just amazing. Um, just in case you guys are interested in calling with questions or, hey, if you have a healthy relationship and you've got some tips or tricks that you would like to pass on to or the rest. need some advice. Indeed. <laughs> all right. Look, if you figured it out and you have the answers to all things relationship, please call and share. Um, the number is one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464. We are taking calls from everybody. So it doesn't matter if you are a woman, it's a relationship with your spouse or a significant other, or if it's with your children. Um, if you are a husband and you want to get some secret information that you can uh, ab- apply to your relationships, um, we are here to answer your calls and um, take your questions. So, um, Al, you had said something really interesting uh, before. Really? Uh, I know it happens so infrequently. No, I'm just kidding. No, but seriously, um, your question. Oh yeah. I was wondering, we see lots of people in relationships. So common themes must come up. You always hear that money is a common thing that people argue about and and things like that. What what are some of the common uh, things that people seek uh, counseling for in their relationships? I would say that the number one thing that folks say to me in my office is communication. Oh, Can't communicate. And so then when you dig deeper into that, obviously you want to know what can you not communicate about. And mm-hmm. so that is when you try to figure out what is the issue that they're they're that they're having a hard time, they're having conflict over. And what we know and what's what's just so fun to work with couples is that they really fall into two categories. And so one category is their unsolvable problems in every marriage. So so really relationships. Let's call it relationships. So there are three kinds of relationships. There's relationships that that end. Uh, so they might end in divorce or they might break up. There's relationships that are stable, but they're not necessarily happy. And that's a really broad relationship. And then there's relationships that are happy and stable. And so for all three of these relationships, 70% of a couple's problems are going to be these unsolvables. 70%. 70%. Wow. And that's, that is great news. I love that news. It makes people sound normal then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah because. It's okay. <laughs> Because what it means is you're going to, if you move on to someone else, you're going to have another 70% of problems. That's right. The grass yeah. is not usually greener. That's right. On the other side. So, if it is, it's only because it's well fertilized. Or, or it's new grass. <laughs> it's just new grass. That's right. Basically. New grass. Yeah. You hadn't scuffed it all up yet. Yeah. And so those unsolvables really come down to um, what a great example you said about money. So mm-hmm. a, an unsolvable might be how someone was raised to consider financial savings. And it might be where you say, you hear someone go, oh, my gosh, you know, my spouse is so cheap. Mm-hmm. It's like, aha. You know, there's probably a reason. There's probably a really mm-hmm. good reason, you know, and, and helping. So if it's unsolvable, helping them have those tools to talk about that compared to 30% of our problems are solvable. 
And those problems are particularly time-oriented, like you've got to decide where you might send your kids to school mm-hmm. or where you want to buy a house or what kind of house you want to buy. You're going to have to make those decisions. And so um, those those kind of problems can, as More you can see, can get tied up into things Absolutely. that are insoluble, which are really a lot about your, pers- about your personality. So it goes back to our friendship thing and our respect thing of, like, are you really – Working in a relationship to understand your partner, and by understanding them, you can be the friend. And by understanding them, you're gonna you're going to show them respect instead of just going, "Oh my gosh, you know, you're just a cheapskate." Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> just respectfully and disagree. Just out and going shopping anyway, exactly. And then getting in a fight later. Why? Yeah. Don't look at me. <laughs> so, so, um, so. 70% unsolvable. So I was, I just kind of was quiet because I'm blown away by that. Um, but if, so if that's the case, then it's really the vast majority of, of relationship discourse, I guess, if, if that's what we want to call it, is going to be about, so it's about mitigating these things that really there's no, there's no true right or wrong mm-hmm. per se, mm-hmm. or not just one thing. So how do, how do you deal with those, those unsolvables? Yeah. So in the, in the way that you know something's unsolvable is if you keep fighting about it over and over mm-hmm. again. That kind of makes, yeah. So it really is um, helping for myself in my own marriage and helping other people talk about an unsolvable, really just putting down, number one, like putting down your gloves and and creating a space to not fight about something and to listen to really, really try to understand your partner's perspective. And and you're exactly right, Michelle. Do not agree with them, but just listen to them. That can be really hard because you're the whole time inserting the way you feel about it, right? Well, or <laughs> if you're waiting for them to quit talking so that you can talk. That's right. And then it's like, but you're you, not really listening. You're not listening because you're just waiting <laughs> right. for them to breathe or to pause to so that argument. you can jump in to make your argument. And yeah. that's that is so like that's so that's poignant. That's what humans do. Yeah. It is. It's hard not to be human, isn't it? And that's why therapy's so great yeah. because you've got this third person that can say. Okay, Sally, say it all, and John, you your turn is coming, so you can just really relax. Mm-hmm. I prompt you know you just get to be a little bit of a referee to help someone say like God gave you two ears and one mouth for one reason. You can you know, and just encourage them that they know when you know you're going to get to be heard. You can't. There's something about physiologically you can you can relax to to hear it, and then to help someone say okay. Didn't say agree, but did you get it? Like, did you understand where they're coming from? Well, so, so, Lida, here's a question. You know, I'm, I try to come up with the provocative stuff. What do you, what do you say to those people who say, eh, I don't know about that counseling thing. I just kind of feel like it's it, done if you go see a counselor. Well, you hear people say that all the time. Well, yeah. So you hear people say that, that, and then the other part I think is um, just who, who don't really understand or see the utility in it. Um, or who can't really understand what it is that you really do. So how how can you help people have a better understanding 
of what it is that that you really do because you we know that there are some misperceptions about counseling yeah and so if a person's like eh I'm not really going to go they they don't do anything yeah they're not going to do anything they just sit there and listen look they're going to sit there and they're not going to they're not going to tell me they're not going to fix anything counseling doesn't fix anything yeah. Well, how do you, how do you respond to that? Or my favorite is you're just going to talk about how you feel. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's all bad. of those things. Yeah, I mean, but that that's a reality. That 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 is some of the that those are some of the things that you hear. Um, and so, how can people really understand kind of what the point is and and what you really do and what the, the objectives absolutely yeah. the objectives are there? Yeah, well, I think that anyone seeking therapy counseling needs to be very upfront with a therapist of like this is why I'm here and this is what my goals are and so I'm here because she made me come well <laughs> and it, and thank you and if it is okay well then you're still here what do you want to be different about your marriage your relationship like what you know if that's the big thing I was like 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 when you leave and and you say I don't need I don't need Lada that's what I want people to say what want, what do you want to be different at home and and particularly there always is something and so it gets to be really really it's it, for me it's got to be practical it's got to feel like something like this is not some as my husband says psychobabble like this has got to be something that feels like i'm going to be able to bring up a topic differently in the way i bring it up and i'm going to be able to respond differently um i'm going to be able to respond and not be defensive because that's a big one for couples like it's so defensive and you're like yeah i am defensive because you're you're critical of me mm-hmm. so helping someone bring up something differently so someone can hear it and not be defensive and and then maybe that conversation goes on a on a different way. So, I think the other good thing about that and, and when you mentioned it, it just kind of rang a bell for me is the concept of, you know, sometimes when you're in the midst of it, it's really difficult for you to have a certain perspective, right? Because you kind of you're heated. Yeah, and and so so you may be and your spouse may be also or the person whoever you're in the relationship with and so to have a person who is coming into it with fresh eyes, mm-hmm. um, who is kind of not really beholden to either of you, but who's just really there to help resolve whatever conflict or to help achieve whatever objectives that you're working through. I think that that can be really helpful. And I think sometimes people feel like, oh, well, you know, why would I talk to a stranger as opposed to somebody who I know? And I think sometimes we get wrapped up in the amen corner because, you know, you have your friends in your little group and then they have mm-hmm. their friends in their group. And well, everybody's they tell you what you want to hear. Absolutely. <laughs> right? yeah. They reinforce your beliefs about yourselves. <laughs> Feels good. Oh, yeah. no, he's awful. You're great. Oh, thanks. You know? Well, yeah, that's oh. what I mean. That's what I was saying. I knew you <laughs> right. knew that. Yeah. But yeah. having that. I knew I was right. But it, so it. it just understanding that that is one of the benefits of, you know, having a, a therapist or somebody to talk to is that that individual then kind of is not kind of right in the midst, but has a very different perspective and can sometimes help you just to sort through and work through stuff that's already in your head or things you may know or you may have forgotten or to reaffirm or even sometimes to dispel the things that you may think or believe i think it's and and even sometimes to challenge um your certain thought pattern or you know behavior or those kinds of things and to kind of i think go a little bit deeper into the why because Mm -hmm. we do so much 
without really thinking about the why. Like when you said, oh, well, somebody's cheap and you don't think about how they grew up or what their financial foundation might have been. Or maybe yeah. you're an overspender. Yeah. Well, and that right. being unsolvable. <laughs> I was looking past you at the hall. I was like, is that? No. So um, no, I don't think you're an overspender. I'm not. I'm frugal. I'm frugal friend. I'm TJ Maxx. I'm frugal friend. What are you talking about? Um, so, guys, again, the phone lines are open. The number is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. If you want to shoot us an email, you can send us an email to women at mpbonline.org. We are taking our second break of the hour, and we are talking about relationship wellness. We will be right back after this. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And we're back. Thanks for listening. This is Southern Remedy for Women. We are talking today about relationship wellness. We have a special guest, Ms. Lida Caraway, who is a marriage and family therapist at the Shepherd Staff. And um, we have just been having a great little time. Our phone lines are open, guys. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 Send us your questions. Tell us your successes, your stories. If you've figured this relationship thing out or if you've gotten some special tips that have helped you to have a long and healthy relationship or if you've bounced back from an unhealthy one and had to make some changes we would love to hear from you um we do have a caller on the line so we are gonna go to mikey who's calling us from mobile good morning mikey how are you hey good morning i'm doing great and i hope y'all are too i hope you're having some time to get out and enjoy this beautiful weather that we're having right now isn't it, it awesome won't last long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not long enough anyway um I- i've got four questions uh I'll-, I'll lay them out if you like or i will ask them individually um uh regarding counseling um therapy um first of all if you've got a couple of counseling um, after you have tried and tried and tried, but your partner won't talk to you, second of all, they won't talk to you because they're hiding something and or someone else. Third, if they lie in counseling while you're there because you tried that as one of the last resorts. And fourth, how to get separate individual therapy if it's on his in my case, insurance plan. Ooh, those you got a lot of uh, a lot lot of things, stuff. lots to unpack there. Um, okay, so I, I, it's not an unusual situation, is it? I see what you mean. If you are, oh yeah, 
But are you so are you just saying like for people who are covered by their significant others insurance? Is that the question for number four? Right. Okay. Number four. So try it. Yeah, sure. Okay. Take a stab at it. Y'all and y'all jump in. So obviously what you're saying is you some a couple has tried marriage therapy and it and it hasn't worked because if you're if you're lying, you're not respecting like all those things that we've been talking about in this which hour. Is why, which is why, respectfully, ma'am, I, I hope you don't mind the interruption, but which is why you're in counseling in the first place. <laughs> well, yeah, you could be. I mean, you could be for lots of reasons. But for this for this case that you're saying is, yeah, like these things are happening and you do counseling and you come to a place where you one person in the relationship says this isn't working so we don't need to do marriage counseling anymore so absolutely that marriage therapist then needs to have a conversation about i'm no longer your marriage therapist and that each of you would need to have a separate therapist like an individual therapist and that wouldn't be the marriage therapist because they've been like I'm the I'm the therapist for the team, and if the team isn't the team anymore, they need other people, and so then you would try to help that person if they didn't have insurance find other methods of counseling that could be affordable but might not be covered by their insurance. I mean, and that that is not impossible to do. Well, uh, um, let me say uh, follow up here. This happened to me quite some time ago, and, and I'm very happy now good well that's awesome yeah yeah (laughs) and uh and the relationship by the way um necessarily had to be abandoned because of of uh, as i said if you're going if they won't talk to you when you try because they're hiding something or somebody else and if they lie in counseling and you've tried all of that you're still better off making yourself happy well, I think, um, Mikey, thanks so much for, for your call. I think she um, raised some really interesting points that I'd like to kind of circle back with you on later. Like, so no, I guess nobody can really tell an individual when it's time to say that it's time to call it quits, right? That's kind of an internal thing that everybody has to choose for themselves. Um, and I think that that different people would have different thresholds for what they would consider a significant enough effort to be able to say that they've done what was necessary to try to salvage a relationship. And I think that's important, not just with respect to a marriage, um, because we're not limiting this just to marriages, but with any relationship, um, because the whole concept of being in relationship with someone, whether it's friendship or or other, um, is about, um, I guess, there's a mutual, you want it to be mutually beneficial, right? Absolutely. Um, and, and I think that there is a certain place where self-preservation is important. Um, and, and especially in issues related to safety, um, there's never a problem with prioritizing yourself. Exactly. Um, if, if that ever is an issue. Um, so prioritization of safety first. Um, but then aside from that, I think that, you know, assessing relationships and determining whether or not, and just because they started out doing that doesn't necessarily mean that they will always continually be mutually beneficial. And that's a very adult, that's part of the adulting. Mm-hmm. Um, to figure out 
whether or not that's something that needs to continue. And I think that that's something that each individual kind of has to figure out for themselves, um, you know, kind of where that line is. And, and it may not always be, it's not the same for every individual. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But then also the benefit of therapy for two people to, to have that objective third party that really is for the team, but to also be able to give insight into like what's happening here isn't healthy or respectful or in any way moving you towards, you remember those three couples, to the, that third one, the couple that's thriving and staying married. Um, and the other thing is, you know, recognizing that, um, so therapy is not always about helping you understand your partner. Sometimes therapy is about helping you to come to a deeper understanding of yourself. Um, which is something that I think is also another important part, point that can sometimes be lost um, in uh, the idea of what therapy is about. And it may not be as specific as this is a problem and the only way we're going to solve it is through counseling. Yeah. Um, but I think it's more a facilitation of understanding. Is that Would you say that's an accurate assessment? Absolutely. And, in, and that's just so encouraging of like, think about even understanding yourself might be coming away of going that's not okay if this isn't okay for me or it might be coming away going I really want to learn appreciation better in this I I really I haven't I haven't thought about I haven't understood myself of why I haven't been able to embrace this or you know really compromise with this a host of different things yeah absolutely yeah I think that's really um a and that probably one of those things that might be one of those unintended consequences or a very nice surprise that people who have have sought therapy or uh, other kinds of services like that or counseling services would not necessarily understand that, but that it actually can give you a little bit more insight into your own self. And then the other thing is that sometimes you can find something. So you can find out some really great things about yourself. Um, and then you can also find out some things where you're like, wow, I didn't <laughs> things to work on. Yeah. Which can be very humbling, but at the same healthy. time, so it's healthy. Humbling. Yeah. But Being to be humble like, is a good thing. holy smokes, I did not realize that that's how that came across. Yeah, I am yeah. like that. <laughs> so um, it's, it's actually not something, <laughs> not something to be really fearful of, but actually I, it's in my opinion, I feel like that just helps you to get a, a greater understanding. If we're not growing every day, what are we doing? You know, I mean, I don't know anyone on this planet that's uh, fully evolved and, uh, and ready for prime time, right? I mean, <laughs> we're all just kind of, everybody I think is just kind of trying to do their best. Right. And so the that's more right. information, um, the, be- the better. Um, so I wanted to ask a, a question about, um, so when exactly, when should people seek therapy? Because we talked about, you know, so, of course, you know, it's kind of like the mechanic. You go to the mechanic when the car is broken, right? Yeah, when you can't drive it anymore. Yeah, which kind of makes the mechanic's job probably a little harder than Mm -hmm. if there was maintenance there, right? Or even if you went, like, premarital counseling, you hear people having, Ah, you know. touche. I'm um, looking at this statistic right here that says, well, I can say that, that there are some negative communication patterns that happen 
with couples. Criticism, defensiveness, um, something we talk about flooding and stonewalling. And, and what research shows is that it typically really um, they, are, they are in force between five and six years after a marriage, after a commitment. Maybe is this com- about the seven-year itch thing? Is that where that comes no, from? No, it's, you no. Know, what you think, think about five. But the average couple waits six years before seeking help for marital problems. So if you wow. picture like, okay, like we're in some negative patterns at five years, and then we wait seven it. more years, it, yeah. and then you're at year 12, and that is, that's heartbreaking for me. I mean, I'm a hope merchant. I'm I'm ready to go for it. I don't care what it is. But the earlier you can come in, and I love metaphors, so I often say, okay, you know, the plane is flying, but we are in some turbulence, and I am your friendly stewardess, and I've got the tools and the the tray of goodies that are really practical and helpful, and actually they're fun. I mean, they're they really they re, they really work, and they're not. They're not scary or weird, and um, or you know this this plane is this plane's headed down, and we got to do some. You know, or how committed are you? You got to do mayday, some big mayday, work. Where are the parachutes? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the worst case scenario is the plane's crashed, and we're we're saving children from burning debris. Like yeah, yeah and that's Definitely. that that is that is not what nobody wants. That nobody yeah, wants that. So what is this flooding and stonewalling? Okay, so when you talked a little bit earlier about man things get heated yeah so i need my doctors i want y'all to give some input (laughs) so what we know is that if you're upset because um you're upset because your spouse is not done the thing they were supposed to do and you're upset and so you bring up this thing they were supposed to do uh, unload the dishwasher and you're ticked and you bring it up and they're like well you didn't you didn't even pick up any of your dirty clothes. Well, they've been defensive. They mm-hmm. haven't responded to it. And so you're still mad the dishwasher didn't get unloaded, but they didn't address it. So you've got to address the dishwasher again, right? But this thing has happened, and it's called flooding. Doctors, and it's when you have this physiological unpleasantness in your body. And so what's happening? Your heart rate gets to about 95 and your blood pressure goes... Your face gets all red. Yeah, but so what's happening in your, like, some kind of hormone, like, what's... Yeah, blood adrenaline. Is, yeah. Adrenaline's running mm-hmm. through your through your fate, your nerves. It's fight or flight, and you're fighting. That's it. Right <laughs> there. You're chasing... The, the buffalo's chasing you. That's well, right. what we know, and y'all back this up, is that when you're in that place, you cannot have a constructive conversation about the dishwasher. It's true. Sometimes you just got to walk away. Yeah, which really makes the other person mad. Then they flood, and then it's like <laughs> well, they're God, both flooded. Flood. They're both. Yeah, right. You can look like a cocaine addict, or you can look like a <laughs> right. stonewalling. You're right. Can't you look just be really still? And uh, you're so stonewalling is really still. just detached. Kind of. Well, your your body's going crazy. Mm-hmm. Like all these, and and what we know is like men physiologically have a much harder time with conflict in their bodies than women do. And turning it down. Yeah, they can't turn mm. it down and so 80 percent of stonewallers are men that testosterone man yeah. okay see that's what i need so they are trying they try to get out of it and generally they get out of it by going you're right you're right i'm sorry i'm you're, you're sorry i'm sorry 
I'm sorry, you're right. But they really are not engaging. They just right. want this dismissing it to be they, over. They want it to end, and they're not bad. That's not. They just they don't want to be in this bad place with you. Mm-hmm. But they're flooded, so they can't constructively talk about. Really, maybe there might be some there might be some valid reason why they didn't unload the dishwasher. So here's the question. So then when we go back and harp on said dishwasher in the midst of this flooded situation, it's, it's gone. It's, it, so there's so there's not really then a, that's a nagging. Then yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, then and and we don't. And so the response to not getting the desired response or a response is to continue to. Like, well, maybe I need to say it louder, or maybe I need to follow you as you're walking away because <laughs> yeah. you're flooded. And maybe I hit you with the dishwasher door. Don't <laughs> walk out of here. Oh, I yeah. need to know about this. That's right. Don't you leave it. Yeah. <laughs> and you're don't not, you dare you're not in your brain going, my heart rate's at 95. Yeah. Like, you, it happens right. in a nanosecond. So, what do you tell people to do in this sort of instance? How do you deal with it? This yeah. Is, you have to get your heart rate back to 85. Right. And that's like your resting heart rate. Like you've got to. So what do we know that has worked is that typically couples have to get away from each other. Mm -hmm. Like so, get out of their physical presence to take a break, to do something that's distracting. And that is not listening to Beyonce's I will cut you. (laughs) You know, like it is to go make your grocery list. Don't put fuel in the fire. Yeah, like go, like go (laughs) and, and, but the, but the big key to this, because, because Stonewall, because people will go, oh my gosh, you just gave the Stonewaller exactly what they want. They get to walk away. It's like, no, you'll be back. (laughs) You've got to say, let's take like take a break and you honor the break because you don't want to keep hurting each other because you say things that are hurtful. And you say, when can we come back? When we can come back. This is to the this. respect thing. Yeah, yeah like let's thing. come. Like we obviously this isn't is working. Nowhere. Let's mm-hmm. come back to it. And this is really hard because what it we is. know is conflicts happen at the you kitchen counter, yes. and there's three kids around you, and you're spooning up red beans and rice. You know, and so that's difficult. You have to mm-hmm. be realistic, but but really understanding just the fact it's not wrong to flood. We can't, we can't right. control we that. Can't, you can't right. stop yourself from mm-hmm. from that happening. But you can you can do the things that you have to do to get your heart rate down. And for different couples, it takes a different amount of time. Mm-hmm. So there are a few things that you can do. So so breathing. Yes. So the slow. Oh, a good thing. Sl- yes, as opposed uh-huh. to not breathing. Yeah. Slow, deep breaths is one way that kind of will help to bring that down. I know it sounds a little trite and people are like, what are you talking about? But it's like because when you get so wound up, you'll realize that you're not really breathing, especially if you're like really fussing or so I've heard <laughs> and that you, you don't ever get a chance to catch your breath. So so deep breathing is one way to do that. Another another thing that people won't think about is to is is getting a drink not like not alcohol drink but just drinking some water so getting a drink of water or actually like drinking some liquid will actually help to slow things down and and help to calm you down and help to bring your heart it's really hard for you to be like really wound up and and to take the time to stop and drink liquid. So like even just getting a bottle of water and sitting down somewhere, taking a few deep breaths and and just slowly drinking some liquid will also mm-hmm. it's some another thing that will help to bring down 
bring down bring down your heart rate and help you to kind of calm down. It's kind of funny. I feel like the Daniel Tiger episode where they say when you feel so mad that you want to roar, take a deep breath and count to four. Oh, yeah. That say like we do yeah. this with our kids. We can <laughs> learn a lesson from what we teach yeah, our children. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the, the things that those planting those seeds for children, but those are things that can be done. Um, and so the other thing that I wanted to ask you, like I wanted to just throw out a term. I, I wanted to play this game, but we had a, a couple of really good calls and some other great conversation um, there. So for people to kind of recognize things that potentially could put them in a bad situation or when they are in a potentially uh, negative situation. So there's a term called gaslighting. And I would just I wanted you to describe that because I think that being able to recognize that or hearing that and knowing that that's a thing could be beneficial to people who are having difficulties in relationships because sometimes that's a tool that can be used um, to perpetuate more discourse or what have you. Mm -hmm. So could you like give us a little bit on that? Yeah, I think the and 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 see if y'all agree with this in a practical way. When I think of gaslighting is. If you've been if you've been gaslighted, you are probably going to think this in your brain. I think I might be crazy. And if you if you're saying I think I might feel crazy, and then it goes back to what we've talked about before of going to therapy and learning more understanding about yourself. Like that's probably a real signal of like what we talk about red lights. <laughs> like it's a real yeah. ding 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 yeah. that I really probably need to get some objective insight into what about this is making me feel crazy because. Oftentimes in that gaslighting thing is when things are said to you in a manipulative way and it's and it's done in a way that you intrinsically question yourself, whether it's you question something you've said or you question a decision you've made. And it's not just and it's and it's not done in a way of going, I'm going to make you question what you just said. But it's 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 very it's um Manipulative. It's, it's manipulative. Yeah, kind of underhanded. Kind of way. Yeah. And it kind of feeds into the issue about power differentials yes. um, in relationships. And so just real quickly, because we're getting, we're coming up on the end of the hour, but things like um, blatant dishonesty, denying that something was said, even though you know for sure it was or have proof, um, using what's near and dear to you as ammunition, yeah. wearing you down over time, actions not matching words, throw in positive reinforcement to confuse you. Um, I think we need another hour. I think that word confused. But yeah, did that make like any of those things you just might when you just, yeah, when you really question yourself. Yeah. Some understanding. So hopefully we've given you guys some things to think about during this show. I want to say thank you so much, Lida, for being with us. We're going to have to bring you back because we got so much more stuff thank that we yeah. still need to get into all that stuff you just were talking about. I know, I right? Like, we could do a whole show on yeah. that. But guys, thank you so much for listening. Again, we had Lida Caraway, our marriage and family therapist, talking to us about healthy relationships. Remember, you need maintenance. Today's Southern Remedy was produced and engineered by Jay White. Our call screener, I believe, was Michelle McAdoo um, with Dr. Allie Brown. I I am Dr. Michelle Owens. Thank you so much for listening and being with us. Join us next Friday at 11 for Southern Remedy for Women. NPR's Here and Now is next on MPB Think Radio.